Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good morning and welcome to Women Lead Radio brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Diane Callahan, your host of The Lighthearted Life, and our topic today is how we can achieve our highest potential and live the life of our dreams. I love this topic so much. Our guest this morning is Starlene Justice. She is a professor of geography, and she's also an author, and she has written the most amazing book. It's in my hand right now. It is called The Astonishing Light of Your Own Being, Powerful Practices to Shape Your Future and Showcase Your Brilliance. Before I even get started, I want to say it again, The Astonishing Light of Your Own Being by Starlene Justice. It's on Amazon Go buy it. We're going to tell you why in a minute, but you're going to, this, this book is a life changer. So, Charlene, good morning. Hi, how are you? Good morning. I'm great. I'm excited to be here. Me too. Me too. I'm cracking up because I'm literally holding um, my hard copy of your book in my hand, and I was reading it um, in the pool. <laughs> so it's a little worse for the wear, and it's got highlighting marks and and. and you know, things I've written down and many, many pages that are dog-eared, which I know you shouldn't do, but that's my favorite thing because that's how you know where all the good stuff is. And then I was also reading it on my Kindle last night, so that's got highlighted stuff in my Kindle, it's, so I'm all over the place. But um, I just found, I'm, I'm finding this book, I found this book to be such a game changer for people who want their game to change. Do you know what I mean? It's like a, it's like a, a how-to to live the best, best possible life you can imagine. And you make it sound so doable because it is, obviously. So as we get started, I want to ask you, like, what drew you or, like, why did you write this book? Like, what brought you to writing this book filled with such wisdom? Well, <laughs> that's probably a long <laughs> story, a but... Question. <laughs> yeah, ultimately, th- these are things that have interested me for a long time. And as you're as you're going through life and imagining what you can do and who you can be and uh, striving for things, and certainly as I was earning my degrees and going through the process of becoming a teacher, I found myself being faced with challenges that I had never really faced before. In a way, you know, there were things I had never really challenged myself. I would do things that were, quote, unquote, easy for me. But once I discovered there were things that, that I wanted to do but that were hard for me, I had to up my game. And I didn't really know how to do that. So I had to go through this whole learning process over many years of how does that happen and what does that look like? And then ultimately asking myself the question, what do I want from my life anyway, and what does a good life look like 
for me? What does that look like? What does that feel like? And in doing that, you know, it was reading the books, it was writing the blogs, it was doing the journaling, it was all these things um, that were this this journey of discovery. And when when all was sort of said and done, although all is never said and done, right? I had kind of this body of work and this body of thought, and I was like, I I would love to share this with people. I think that these discoveries are important, and and I want to I want to put them together and write them down, and kind of make a a cohesive um, idea of them of of how they can be used uh, for other people. Um, to go through those those processes as well and sort of see what does it look like, what does it feel like, what are the strategies. Uh, so so that was that was the essence. And then and then there was also a, a feeling of um, a little bit of urgency because my mother, um, who was a pastor and my father was a pastor also, and so they've always they've been teachers, right? And, and mm-hmm. I I started kind of putting this book together. And my mother was in her late 80s, and I thought, I don't know how long she has left, and wouldn't it be wonderful to have this book completed and sort of to put it in her hands and so that she could actually see it and have it. And so that, you know, sort of lit a fire under me to be very proactive about getting it together and getting it done. So I guess that's the long and the short of it. Okay, I love that, and I just have to ask. So what does your mom say when you put the book literally in her hand? Well, she's always been my biggest fan, honestly. <laughs> my mother's always been my biggest fan. And mm-hmm. she read it many times. And she this is the beautiful thing about her and this she would would encourage me because I wasn't really getting encouragement elsewhere and she would encourage me and say, you know, I really liked this and I really liked that and she would read other books and say, but, you know, I liked how you said it the best. I mean, what a mom. <laughs> she was so great oh. that way. And it just, I, I think it was, I just think it was just deeply meaningful to her. And she always is is very um, open about showing her appreciation and her enjoyment of something. And so that's one thing I really love about my mom is that, that you you always feel like, you know, she really appreciates the the things that you do. So for me, that was like that was like you know she's my biggest fan. I wanted to be able to give that to her. I love that. And you know, there's something so wonderful about being able to um, take the you know the people that have inspired us the most, the people that that we've learned the most from, which oftentimes is our parents, but other times is other teachers that have come into our life. Um, but it, there's something so wonderful about being able to take that inspiration and influence and then turn it into, you know, kind of put it through your own self and then turn it into something that helps other people. So you're, 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 you're allowing that person to kind of live on through what you're doing with their influence and inspiration. Oh God! You know yes, that's so. That's so spot on. That's 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 amazing. That's <laughs> that's a beautiful thing. And it's something that we do. I mean, it's a it's sort of a natural occurrence when we have children, right? I mean, that's kind of our main conduit conduit of passing on the best of, you know, our influencers and the people who have inspired us. 
but it's not the only way. And so right. for those of us who are, you know, motivated and, and have a drive to share the best of all that wisdom and knowledge, writing a book, teaching a course, speaking on a stage, sharing it out in a conversation, that's the way that we allow that wisdom to live on. I, I mean, it's, it's, that's been going on for millennium, millennia, right? I mean, yeah. in the focus, you know, stories, tradition of storytelling. But what I love so much about your book is it's not just, story, there is storytelling, but it's, it's almost like a how-to. Like, can you believe that more is possible? Let's just start at the very beginning, right? The yeah. very beginning is believing that something more, something different, something better, something, excuse me, wonderful is possible. And we've all met people who seem to not believe that. Right. Or not be able to see it. How can we as, you know, teachers, leaders, authors, friends, loved ones, how can we help others to believe in the possibility of their own brilliant, beautiful, impactful life? Yeah, I, I, that, that's the question, isn't it? Right? And yeah. actually, you and I have had these conversations before <laughs> yes. about sort of the, the lack of belief and, and, and what it does to the potential of a soul, of a human being. Um, because, and, and this is why I made such a, a major point and put such an emphasis on belief in the, the book because it, it starts with belief, right? It starts with belief. But we don't necessarily have that belief to begin with. So we have to, we have to get to it. And so there's ways that you can get to the belief if you don't have it already. Um, and, I, and, and part of this is inspiration, so I feel it's r- really important to, to r- you know, read the books, listen to the m- music, watch the movies that feed your soul and that trigger deep within us that kernel of possibility that lives inside of us. Because when that thing is triggered, that starts to fuel the idea that we can believe in something. So once we have sort of that little little bit of a fire lit, then there are strategies that you can put into place, um, including visualization and goal setting. Because we, even if we don't have the belief to begin with, we can take small steps in that direction and we can work our way to the belief. Uh, so you don't have to be, it doesn't have to be intrinsic in you, but you just have to know that there is a way to get to it. Um, and then as you, because of course we don't all have the belief, even if we have belief in something, the, the, the bigger vision of our future or ourselves may encompass things that we don't yet believe is possible of ourselves. That, that's pretty much always going to happen. And so we, we come to believe uh, as we go through these things, as we gain confidence, as we envision, as we develop better practices, as we develop better self-talk, as we uh, keep our mindset steady and stable. And that's a key thing very difficult to do, of course. That's why it's a lifelong practice. But keeping your thoughts in the right place, I would say, you know, if we can't start with belief, we may not have the belief, you absolutely have to start with the thought. You have to start thinking different thoughts. 
And from there, you can uh, roll forward toward all those other things. You know, I love all of that. I'm looking at very, very early in your book, um, the section of the meaning of your life. This is something that you wrote that I wrote, yes, next to. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just this. It's the possibility of being all that you are, the possibility of making good on your creative impulses, your most daring hopes, and the desires that spark and flame even without your conscious attention, the possibility of an extraordinary life, the life of your dreams, stability, just that little spark. Yes. That things are possible. Exactly. That, and and people have, you know, we've, we've seen movies, we've read books, we've seen, you know, heard stories about people who have managed to keep that spark of possibility alive, even in, even in times where it seems like there's no path. Like that's a spark of impossibility, right? Like yeah. It's not, <laughs> and, and still... Things, miraculous things, courageous things, hardworking things are possible. It it makes me think of um, my journey to becoming a grandmother. And it's, you know, for for all of you guys listening, I'll give you the short version. Um, I I had a first marriage and two miscarriages. So the marriage ended and with it the hope of becoming a mom because by the time that happened I was 42 and – getting a little, you know, elderly for such wishes. <laughs> and, <laughs> I, um, and this is a while back now, so let me just say. But I was reading the Oprah magazine because, you know, reading things that fill our soul with inspiration. And one of the articles was how to have, you know, the, um, the desires of your heart. And it suggested that you close your eyes and let a picture develop inside of you, like a Polaroid picture, really, um, of what that desire is, because it's easy to jump and think, oh, a million dollars or whatever. Right. But really, desires of your heart are deep within, and you need to let the picture develop. And so I closed my eyes, and the picture that developed was me holding a grandchild. And I was so mad. I slammed that magazine. <laughs> and I was like, great, great. Here's my heart's desire, and there's no path toward it. I'm, I've lost two babies. I'm getting a divorce. I'm 42. What the heck? And little did I know that in just a few months, I would meet somebody amazing and wonderful who wanted someone to enjoy his life with and help him finish raising his two kids. And I applied for that job and got hired. <laughs> and uh, we got married, and I became the mom to these two kids. And one of them uh, got married, and just in June, they gave birth to their first, first child my grandchild of love and it's a miracle and that little spark that it was more of a wish really at the time that I thought was impossible became possible yes so when you read your book and you think about you know walking down marching down running down the paths that are before you with discipline with effort you know and all the things that we're going to talk more about just the doing of it is what keeps the spark possible. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't, and then anything can happen. 
I, I and I love your story, Diane. That's like my favorite story in the world. It just always gives me chills uh, because that's truly what I believe that those those things that seem impossible are in fact possible. Yes, and it's not necessar- necessary for us to know exactly how. Yes, like the exact path. We don't have to know the exact path. To start, you know, it's like the uh, follow the yellow brick road. You just start your first step, and then you keep walking. You don't have to know exactly where the twists and turns are going to be or even where it's going to end. Just that you walk on the path of possibility. Yes, Make there's, those things possible. There's a great a Zen saying that is, uh, walk out on the path, and the path appears. So that's that's all you have to do is walk out on it, and it yeah. will appear in front of you. It's it's the stopping, it's the giving up, it's the rejecting the possibility. That that that's that's the sad part. Right, and and um, I want to talk about that and how we overcome that um, in just a moment because right now we're going to take a quick moment to recognize one of our sponsors and partners. Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, Microsoft. The Microsoft mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. That's what we're talking about. Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good, and they are working to foster a sustainable future where everyone has access to the benefits and opportunities created by technology. Technology can and should be a powerful force for good, and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world in big and small ways. Thank you for your support, Microsoft, and to all of our sponsors and partners. And now we're back to our show, The Lighthearted Life, and our guest, Darlene Justice. We're talking about her amazing book, The Astonishing Light of Your Own Being. And, you know, I love the title. So much, but it's almost a little like you don't know exactly what you're going to get into when you read the book. But where did that title come from, Charlene? Yeah, it came from a poem uh, that is at the beginning of the book by Hafiz of Shiraz. Um, can, can I can I say it? It's a very short poem. Absolutely. Okay, it goes like this: One day the sun admitted, "I am just a shadow." I wish I could show you the infinite incandescence that has cast my brilliant image. I wish I could show you, when you are lonely or in darkness, the astonishing light of your own being. And what I love about that is it's the sun, which we think of as the most bright object, and the the sun is saying, oh my gosh, I wish I could show you how bright you are. And, And I feel like, Oh, that is so powerful to me. And that is that is what I always think, too. And you and I always talk about this is, you know, I wish everybody could see the astonishing light of their own being. If they only knew, if they only knew that they have so much potential and possibility, and if they would let that light inside them shine. I know it's cliche, uh, you know, in some way, but at the same time, it's also eternally true. And I think that's the most powerful thing we can do as people is to show our true selves, is to be our true selves, be our authentic selves, and develop 
who we are and share that with the world. That is, I agree with you so much. That is the most um, impactful and important work that we can do. You know, what can I do to, to change the world? Well, work on being your amazing best self and exactly. share that with the world. Yes, That's yes. That's what it is. And so much of that work is, and when I say work, I, you and I have a different viewpoint about, the, about work, about the word work. I think work is the best thing in the world that we can do. I think everything that we do is a work of something, a work of art, really. Um, yeah. and, and we have a society that sort of demeans and sort of hates the word, right? Like, I don't want to go work for the man. I just want to retire. I don't work. Oh, my gosh. Thank God it's Friday. Oh, I hate Mondays. You know, all these right, things. And right. it's, but our soul, our, 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 our reason to be here cries out to do the good work that, that we can do. Couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, you and I uh, both love that movie, um, Return to Me, <laughs> uh, where oh. I, there's that, that, that one line that always just so sticks with me where the girl is telling her grandmother, you know, you know let, me, let me help you clean up. He owns a restaurant. And he says, no, 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 I am blessed with work. And I, that is how I feel. I am blessed with work. But I even love what you said, that our work is a work of art. I mean, that, that, is, that is the truest thing, you know. Uh, and if we can conceive of work that way, it is very different than a drudgery. Work should not be a drudgery. We are blessed with work. We are blessed to do our work. We are blessed to create works of art and of goodness. Yes, yes. And, and so I, I just, um, I love to talk about work in such excited, you know, possibility frames of, of thinking type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so that, I mean, so that people can understand that, that we are co-creating our life every day with the universe, God, spirit, whoever, whoever you want to think about. We're co-creating not just our life, but the world, because yeah. our life is part of it. Oh, now we're getting really deep. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was good stuff. <laughs> with good stuff. Um, let me. One thing that you talked about um, that I re, that really resonated with me was we talked about belief, right? Yeah. And then we you in chapter four it, about creating a vision and choosing your energy channel. You talked about the two other concepts that go that are kind of like the the three legs of a stool, right? There's yeah. Belief and faith and vision. Yes. And so how do those three work together to help us, you know, create this beautiful life? I think so vision, belief, and faith. Um, I think faith, what I always think of is people start something because they believe, right? They believe that they can do it or they believe that they want it or whatever, but they persist because they have faith. But those Mm -hmm. two don't always exist at the same time. So, Belief usually comes before faith, and faith is the thing that keeps it cranking. But I, I see them as interlocking gears. But what we start off with is a vision. So even before belief, even before faith, we start off with a vision, a vision of, of 
our highest self or or our best life or however you want to conceive of it and that vision then can drive the belief and then we have the belief and of course we have to take action so i always think of the bookends as mindset on one side action on the other side those things have to be in place well and then vision belief and faith is the 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 nuclear generator it's like the core of the earth it's like the thing in the center <laughs> that just goes and goes and goes and and fuels the fire fuels the fire fuels the fire so you have to maintain the vision because the vision is fueling your belief and then the belief is going to fuel the faith and the faith is what will keep you going when you feel like it's not working or you can't persist any longer or what the heck is going on or uh, any any of that stuff. So, yeah, I do feel like they all they all have to work together. And I, I totally agree. And what I love about what you're saying and what you wrote is that this is, this is the impact of all of this, the vision, the faith, the belief, and then the mindset and actions, right? All of that together, the impact is over years of time yes. as we get stronger or better or, you know, m- believe even more in the vision in the, and have the faith of it and the faith in ourselves, really, right? The yes. faith of, in ourselves. And so... You know, it's not something. It's not something as time bound. It's like I'm going to get my degree in something, which is right. great. Of course, I think vision and belief and faith as well. But the thing is that this kind of being, this kind of way of being, is it just it just starts to permeate everything as you practice it every single day, and then and. Sometimes there aren't exactly mile markers, like, okay, now I'm this kind of person. Right. Sometimes it's just, right? I've now acceded to this level, you know, a, right. like, like a video game or something, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's, you feel it, though, when, for instance, last year, you, you know this, um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and underwent a double mastectomy. And um, I shared kind of, you know, pretty openly about that experience and what that felt like, um, you know, on social media and with friends and stuff. And, and what I was sharing is that while world was concerned about my emotional well-being, having to lose such an important part of my body, um, I found for myself that it wasn't that I, I managed that loss very well. And yeah. I don't really miss them, you know. I mean, I just, although the dress I'm wearing today is too big because I don't have boobs to put in it. Right. But, <laughs> but I laugh about things like that. And so people have questioned me. This is what I'm getting to. People have been like, how, how can you go through that after all the other cancer that you've gone through and then have this major surgery, lose this big important part of your personality, really, um, and still be joyful and confident and, and laugh and I, and I, so I've had to really kind of stop and figure this out because the answer isn't just like, oh, well, I read this book or, oh, well, I, whatever, this medication or something. The answer is years of growing in my vision, belief, and faith in myself, yeah. in my confidence, in my worth, in my value. And so that when that happened last spring, I was like, oh, 
okay, moving on. And I'm not trying to um, make it sound like those that really struggle with this are are less, you know, strong or wonderful. But that's that's the instance where I recognize the impact of years of working on this this belief and this faith and this mindset of confidence and of joy, no matter what. It is it is the perfect example, you know, of you actively choosing, and you and having that practice of actively choosing who you are going to be. Who is Diane going to be? With these parts of her body or without, you know, who am I going to be? And that's mm-hmm. very important, very powerful. But, yes, a practice, a lifelong practice. And see, thank you very much. And that's the thing. It is a practice. Everything that we, you know, that we want, every, you know, confidence or whatever it may be, it's a practice. You get up each morning with the beautiful opportunity to keep practicing. Yeah. You know, it's never done. That's the thing because – New mountains are going to be in front of you, new diagnoses, new challenges. But it's in the challenge that we, that we build the, the, the muscle of whatever yes. it is we're trying to build. And, and sure. you, you talk about that so clearly in your book. One of the things I love that, it, first of all, you bring out a lot of wisdom from lots of places, other books you've read, just different, you know, great thinkers of, you know, mankind type of thing. Um, one of the things I love is that you reference um, Hal Elrod's book, The Miracle Morning. And his, the truth that he presents that whatever it is you want to be, you know, whoever it is or what, who you want to be or what you want to have, you have to become the person who is capable of having and being and doing that. There's no yes. other way around it. It's, and I it's love the most that. important thing. <laughs> yeah, and and you and then you took that that concept and then you um, enlightened it even further with the how. So on in um, the let's see, embrace the struggle, which I love that concept. You talk about the doing of things, and you kind of give like the how do you do it? So you have decide on a destination, the what or the who or the where, whatever it is. Chart a path towards a destination, and you know you can course correct as you go. And then consider who you need to be to complete this path and start becoming that person. And then take the steps, even small ones, every day on the path. That's that's the recipe right there. Right, right. (laughs) And it sounds so simple. I know. I, I always think about this, um, and even in my own practice, in, in my own challenges, and I think, okay, go back to the basics. Go back to the basics. Now let's think, are we doing this, this, and this? And you're like, it is so simple, like, mm-hmm. right? And then, but it's not. It's, well, yeah, it's simple, but it's not easy. That's what Brendan Burchard always says. It's simple, but it's not easy. And that, mm-hmm. boy, is that the right. truth. But that's the thing, though. If you can come back to the basics. You know, when you're feeling lost or you're feeling scared or you're feeling, you know, like like a loser, right? Yeah. Sorry, but yeah. you feel like that. Then you go back to the basics, you know, the clarity. What do I want? Who do I need to become? What is my next step? And you're really clear in the book about figuring out the next step. Just take the next step. You don't have to know the whole path. Just right. take the next step. So I, cannot, I wish we could talk for hours on this because, well, 
you and I already made a promise that we are going to create a college-level course out of yes. this book. So look for that, people. But in the meantime, as we wrap up our show, I just I want to say go get this book. And it, uh, it, will, it will either change your way of thinking and being or it will support already trying to do. It's The Astonishing Light of Your Own Being by Starlene Justice. What a great name anyway. And um, I just, Starlene, Star, I mean, that's Star. Thank you <laughs> so, so much for being our guest today, for writing such a beautiful book of wisdom and vision, right, with the how-tos, because sometimes it's like, it's really easy to read about the what. Like, oh, you need to be like this. But this book is like, how do you do it? How, what do you tell yourself in those times where you're like, I can't do it? I'm, you know, how do you set discipline? Ooh, that word. That's a tough one for me. What did we say before the show that discipline is, what were we saying, Star? <laughs> well, I always think of it as a, a disciple to your higher self. Or yes. It's, 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 not, it's not bad. It's, it's how you get to where you really want to go. Yes, it's not punishment. Right, not punishment. It's your best secret ingredient, yeah. right? Yeah. You put the discipline in, and it doesn't have to be – you don't have to work out in the gym five, hour, five hours a day. That's not, just, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the discipline of your mindset, your belief, and then taking one step each day. And then, I mean, if you do that, look how many steps you'll have taken in a year. Exactly. We, we tend to overestimate what we can get done in a day and underestimate what we can get done in a year, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's perfect. That is our show for the day. Um, I want to thank you again, Star, for being our guest and for writing such an amazing book. And a special thanks to all of our listeners in the U.S. and internationally because we're an international show. After our show today, you can listen to Women Lead Radio on all subscription podcasts, um, specifically Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. We're expanding quickly to a daily show um, and podcast. So for now, we'll be back again for another live Women Lead Radio show on Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and on Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time. It has been my sincere pleasure to be your host today. Thank you for listening, and I want you to go out and buy this book and Go out and live your most lighthearted, joyful, meaningful life. Thanks so much. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.